Welcome in, everybody. We're back here on Monday, November, or November, September, uh, it's 13th, 13th? Yes, it is. Uh, this is the week one NFL overreaction special, all NFL, all show long. I'm here with Dominic Lorenzano. I'm Jesse Caulfield, writer for the Yaki Way Report. And we are very excited to talk about NFL football, real NFL football, finally. I know, right? Yep. It's a so, crazy week one. It was. I was watching, and I was like, I don't even know what to make of a lot of this. You know what? You know what I think of a lot of the craziness was? Week one's always crazy, but like, this is what happens when you play no starters in the preseason. Sure, I thought that might have been a factor. One less preseason game. They've treated the preseason different and stuff like that. But we'll get into a lot of that stuff. Oh, we will. Dom... Do you want to take over the rant right now? Oh, I, There's something you've been wanting to talk about for quite a while. Oh, I have... And week one... I have two. battled between wanting to talk about this and not wanting to talk about this. And timing is a funny thing. I was going to talk about this regardless of what happened uh, on Sunday yesterday to the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers' interesting comments he had made on how he deserved personnel say. But wow, the icing on top of the cake. What was that yesterday? Holy crap. I don't think the Packers have still shown up yet for that game. My goodness, that was terrible. And this brings me to my next thing. Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the most coddled man in the media. I don't understand it. Uh, I think his success is overhyped. We get we fall in love with the talent so much because he is amazingly talented. But he misses so many other things. And the coddledness in the media, I do not understand. But here's the biggest thing. Aaron Rodgers, I deserve this. I deserve that. I deserve personnel say. Why does Aaron Rodgers deserve personnel say? First off, before we get into the intangible stuff I really want to talk about, he's been to one Super Bowl. He's one, of, one in four in NFC Championship games. I know he's talented. I know he has an MVP. Uh, he has multiple. Multiple. One Super Bowl. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo's been to a, one Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has been to multiple Super Jimmy Bowls. Jimmy G has technically been to multiple Super Bowls. Sir. Oh, you're right. You're right. Patrick Mahomes in his young career has now played in more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is 1-4 in four in NFC Championship games. One of them I don't blame him because the Niners absolutely destroyed that entire team. But... Uh, I don't know. Last year, everyone wants to blame Matt LaFleur. Aaron Rodgers got the ball three extra times on three turnovers from Tom Brady in the fourth quarter and couldn't do anything with it. So that one's on Aaron a little bit, too. Here's the thing, though. Aaron Rodgers, I deserve personnel say. You know why Tom Brady gets personnel say? Because Tom Brady is all about the team. Tom Brady takes pay cuts. Tom Brady had his issues with the Patriots. Never really had it go public. Other than a few comments in his Tom versus Time documentary, the only other thing was maybe we saw his house was on the market. But, I mean, if you're trying to sell your house, you can't avoid that being on the market. He doesn't use his media constituents and his friends to leak things to the media to talk about this, talk about that, make it petty and make it all about him and provide distractions for the organization and, more importantly, the football team and his fellow players. Tom Brady does his business in silent, and Tom Brady takes pay cuts. Aaron Rodgers 
wants all the benefits that Tom Brady has, despite the fact that he's being paid $37 million, one of the biggest cap hits in the league. Actually, it's not $37 million, but it's one of the biggest cap hits in the league for a long time. Won't renegotiate the contract, take less money, or anything. And yet he still expects the Packers to bring in high-level free agents and guys that he wants. Here's the other thing about the draft, too, by the way. That pick of Jordan Love, we all can criticize it now after the MVP season. Let's not forget, before the MVP season, by the way, Aaron Rodgers had had two major collarbone surgeries, and he was coming off the you know, the same season that they lost to the Niners in the NFC Championship game. If you remember, by the end of the season, Aaron Rodgers did not look that good. They got on a bit of a losing streak for a little bit to end the season. Obviously, he looked bad in the playoffs. Uh, and at that point, he was beat up. So he comes out the next year on fire and wins an MVP and makes the pick look bad. But let's not let's not act like Aaron Rodgers was playing at an MVP level when the Packers decided to make that pick of Jordan Love. Whatever you think about the pick, I was shocked when they did it too. But let's not act like Aaron Rodgers was throwing for a party on everyone and was an MVP of the league when they made the pick. He was not. But back to the distractions thing. Tom Brady doing things in private, Aaron Rodgers doing everything in public. Football, more than any other sport, distractions matter. Football is one of the toughest sports to play, and it takes the most preparation. You practice way more than you actually even play games. To be able to get every minute detail right of a system of what we want to do, next man up, this part, this part, this part of the NFL... NFL football is just so time-consuming and so minute details down to the particular. I mean, bad teams beat good teams all the time. And that's why distractions matter so much in the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers, because he was mad at the organization and wanted to be petty with them and make his things public all off-season, was a distraction all off-season. And that carried over into the regular season because, let's be honest... Green Bay was not prepared to play that game at all against a New Orleans Saints team that has some pieces still there, but they're rebuilding a little bit. New quarterback and a little bit of a new system. Nobody expected that, but that's what happens in the NFL if you aren't dialed in 100%. And Aaron Rodgers was a huge part of why Green Bay was not dialed in yesterday 100%. So good news for Green Bay, at least, you got Detroit Lions coming up, so there's plenty of time to get the season back on track. But at the same time, the pettiness of Aaron Rodgers, the way that, I mean, if you remember the days of Mike McCarthy, the stories were legendary that he was giving up on play calls and throwing the ball away. So you do have to worry if you're a Packer fan. Is At some point, is Aaron Rodgers going to check out this season? I don't know. And the last thing, Aaron not having enough power in the organization. Well, Aaron Rodgers did get his boss fired. I think a lot of us would really love if we could get our boss fired. So don't tell me Aaron Rodgers didn't have any power. But at the end of the day, if you want to be difficult all the time, I get why the organization sometimes doesn't want to do things for you. And I get sometimes why they want to pick somebody else just in case they need him. Because Aaron, you got hurt. You're difficult. We all know the story. It's well documented. After they fired Mike McCarthy and hired Matt LaFleur, the uh, owner called, well, the GM called him and said, don't be the problem. 
Well, guess what? Week one, 2021 season, do you know who was the problem? Aaron Rodgers was the problem. Jesse, I'm going to take it over to you to unpack this. Uh, well, well, Dominic, uh, I will say, um, did Devontae Adams hold out at all? I know he was having problems this offseason. Did Devontae Adams hold out? No, he did not. Okay. Uh, I know he had contract problems, but that was partly because Aaron didn't show up. So, I mean, I don't really have a lot to, I guess, uh, rebut. Because, um, I, I mean, I, for the most part, agree. Like, because Aaron, it wasn't just Aaron. It, it trickled down into his other players. And, like... And Brady doesn't let that happen. No. Brady's all about... Yeah, he's all about the team. It's like, all right, no matter... Just because I'm having problems with Bill and maybe Robert Kraft um, doesn't mean, like, when it's game time, we're playing the game. And nothing, exactly. And it, nothing else matters. Um, but, yeah, like, Aaron, it, it trickled down to other players. Devontae Adams didn't want to play because Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. And, yeah, they brought back Randall Cobb. Good old Randall Cobb. Did he get anything yesterday? I didn't. No, he did not. And by the way, that was Green Bay trying to appease Aaron Rodgers. It was a terrible move by Green Bay, who's already up against the salary cap. And Randall Cobb is overpaid um, for what he is now at his age and production value. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that game in that in depth yesterday because there's a million games going on at the same time, including the Patriots game. Uh, but yeah, I saw like no Randall Cobb. And I saw, yeah, he got Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Rodgers all got benched. They got benched. And I guess I understand when you're getting blown out, you don't want your starters to get hurt. So at that point, you've already lost. Let them sit. But that's embarrassing. I understand, like, you know, you're still working out kinks week one. You're still finding out who you are as a team. They week shouldn't one. be working out that many kinks, though. No, they this shouldn't. is Aaron Rodgers' third year in the Matt LaFleur system. Yeah. It's not like they have a bunch of new pieces here. Yeah. And yeah, other than Randall Cobb, who's been here uh, with Aaron Rodgers in the past. Yeah, like, what did you... Sure, new season, you're still going to work some new things out. But, like, what did you actually really in, have to work out? You should have seen... There should have been some semblance of structure, of a team, of strategy. But uh, I, every time I looked up at that game, it was... I don't know. I don't even know how to describe what I saw. It was it, just getting worse and worse. Yeah, no, I, it would. it was like 7 nothing. It was 17 I looked up again. It was like thirty. It was. It just kept getting worse. And like, do you think? Do you agree with me that, on the one hand, I I I said the house is right. I still have Green Bay at ten wins. They get Detroit next week. It might be the bet of the week. By the way, whatever that line is, Green Bay is going to blow them out. They're going to be so motivated. Detroit's terrible. Detroit put up thirty three points against. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you know, most of that was in garbage time. I guess. Yeah, Um, but do you think fans? should be concerned, based on Aaron Rodgers' history and personality, that he could bail. I think they should have been concerned. Like, you know, this, the, the, when this all started. I mean, how can you... You can't have an offseason like the Green Bay Packers had and really be, in my opinion, con, considered a Super Bowl contender. Well, yeah, that's why, I mean, we talked privately. We, you're like, you made a joke about he loses in the NFC Championship game, and I remember telling you, I think we were probably just at the bar at the anchor or something. I was like, he's not making the NFC Championship. There's no way. Uh, you know what? Right now, doesn't no. This team has no chance. Um, heck, we we picked them to win that division, and I mean the Bears also looked kind of bad yesterday. I hate Matt Nagy. 
I hate him so much for yeah. fantasy. Yeah, I know you do. One more play, bro. Justin um, Fields time, baby. But um, the we know the Lions will be bad. Um, but like, I mean, if Green Bay is going to be this bad, maybe that division. I, I, I will, don't think they'll be this bad. I, no, I I'm he, sure. I think you know that this is an outlier. No, here's the other thing. If Aaron Rodgers bails, maybe that's kind of a good thing. Jordan Love looked okay. It was garbage time and stuff like that. That they were already blown out. Most starters were sitting at that point. Jordan Love didn't look bad. No, um, no, he didn't look bad at all. And maybe after that game, like they begged him to come back. Like maybe this will wake up, make the the uh, the Green Bay Packers organization kind of wake up and be like, "F this guy." Hmm. Maybe he's. he's more problem than he's worth, definitely at this point. Yeah, somebody finally says it. I didn't know if you completely agree with me quite to that point. I mean, I, I wasn't totally agreeing with you in the off season because I wanted to see what the product on the field was, but like, oh my god, that was horrible. That was horrendous. They did yeah. not. They were not prepared to play like, that football game. I was someone who thought uh, famous Jameis could like come in and like maybe even. I I thought the Saints were not. Maybe even miss the playoffs this year. Probably going to miss the playoffs this year when we're coming into the season. But I thought, you know, Jameis Winston might have uh, a bit of a rebound season. Um, but I did not expect five touchdowns and blowing out the Green Bay Packers. No. No. And I, I, even then, I don't think they're quite that. As I said, that's an outlier thing. But it is indicative of problems right now in the Green Bay Packers organization. Because, like I said, they were not prepared to play that game. And I think you're lying to yourself if you try and say the reason why they weren't prepared to play that game. I mean, maybe this will also wake up Aaron. Maybe, maybe. we'll be like, maybe we'll be like all which right. Is, which is why I think they're going to destroy Detroit this week. Okay. But anyway, mm-hmm. we got to move on here. Jesse, rapid fire news. Rapid fire news. Do, do, do. All NFL, baby. Or, I mean, all football. Not yeah. quite all NFL. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to start with the Thursday night game. Started with we started with Bucks Cowboys, a great game, unexpectedly great. I kind of thought it maybe a blowout. Uh, Bucks won thirty-one to twenty-nine, and then on Sunday, oh the beautiful Sunday, we got some wild ones. So we got Eagles Falcons, two bad teams. Eagles looked really good. Falcons may be much worse than we thought. Uh, Thirty-two to six, Eagles won that game. Another shocking game: Steelers over the Bills. 23-16. I was not shocked. Six and a half on the betting line, baby. That was the biggest win of the week for me. As someone who picked the Steelers to be possibly terrible this season, that was a shock to me. Um, And as someone who picked the Bills to be one of the better teams, that was a shock to me. But also, Bengals over the Vikings in overtime, 27-24. Cardinals blew out the Titans... Uh, a bit of a shock there. 38-13. Seahawks over the Colts, 28-16. You had the Chargers beating the Washington football team. What the football team? 20-16. You had the Jets losing to the Panthers. Like, did anyone see that coming? Oh, my God. The Jets lost. 19-14. Texans beat up the Jaguars. 37-21. Had a great game between the Browns and the Chiefs. We're going to talk about that one a little later. Browns are going to Brown. 33-29. Chiefs win. Patriots-Dolphins. 17-16. Dolphins win. That game went about as we expected, though. We're going to talk about that a little later also. 
Saints 38-3 over the Packers. Broncos 27-13 over the Giants. And then for Sunday Night Football, Matt Stafford shows why he's still got it. 34-14 over the terrible Matt Nagy Bears. And then tonight, the Ravens are going to beat the Raiders. Score to be announced later. And one last piece of football news, some local football news. Mm -hmm. Um, Beverly High School under new head coach Jeff Hutton dismantled Haverhill 33 to nothing in their first game with the whole new system. Yeah, Jeff Hutton running his wing tee and uh, his high two defense. Mm. Kind of like the old Pete Carroll defense, by the way, back in the day. Okay, okay. Well, next week, uh, Beverly gets North Andover on the road. So they're heading to North Andover next week. But that has been Rapid Fire News. Rapid Fire News. And now let's get right into this. One of the ones we feel a little bit vindicated on. By the way, everyone out there, I had a Darwin Award. We didn't do it. It's a little different. I'm still, I'm still I, throwing shade at all you Pats fans. I disagreed with it. I called so many people. I have so many people who are Patriot fans who said they bet on the Patriots this week. And I was like, what are you doing? You have never seen this team play before. Mac Jones has never played against starting NFL players, and we're playing Brian Flores. Get out of here with that. Don't bet on that game. It was about as ugly as we expected, wasn't it, Jesse? Um, mm, I don't know if I would use ugly as quite the uh, word, but it was a little... There was some sloppy on both sides, especially in that final drive by the Patriots to win the game. Um, but I wouldn't call it ugly. There was some nice things from both teams. There was some sloppy things from both teams. This was a a week one game with two young quarterbacks um, in a year where we're first having 17 games and only three preseason games. But like we, we've talked about, we both said, I, mean, I think we both said that this was going to be a low scoring game. I picked the Dolphins to win this game. And Mac Jones looked decent he had some nice throws he had some times where i was like wow he looks pretty poisoned they asked him to do more than i expected he threw the ball almost 40 times they did ask him to do more than we we both expected at that point we thought we thought heavily run offense partly because we thought cam newton was going to be taking the snaps uh week one they had success um, running the football i mean 4.3 yards a carry for damian harris on th- uh, 23 carries they did they did uh but I that like I said that game went as expected, low scoring, um, some wishy washy football at times, but on some some peaks at like oh maybe this will be something someday for Mac Jones, uh, but a Dolphins victory a heavy, I mean even at times the defense was like kind of shaky, but like that I mean for the, the Patriots that's what I expect with all these new players coming in it's going to be and there's a history by the way there of uh belichick assistants actually have a very good record against belichick even the ones that were a disaster matt patricia i'm pretty sure with detroit a couple of years ago actually beat up the pats they did one day so it has something to do with maybe they just know bill so well in the system but they have success and then mix into that brian flores is a really good head coach already and uh, i mean that dolphins team is also like we've talked about it they are they're a quarterback away. They're yeah. They are a well-built team on both sides of the ball. Tua did his best to give that game away with that interception late. Yeah, but I still think he looked better than I thought he would. Uh, he made some nice throws. He made some pretty good reads. Yeah, I mean, down, like as the game went on, I kind of feel like the Patriots were um, finding ways to uh, 
disrupt him more. I, yeah, I thought Mac Jones already looked better as a quarterback than Tua. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll agree with that. I um, but I we they're both young, and I mean, you are just so like you hate Tua. Uh, you want you hate him so much. Uh, I'm not. Like, I don't have a lot of faith in him. He's not someone I would really want to be leading my team right now. Um, but I'm willing to at least be a little more patient with him than you are. It takes time to learn the NFL. It does. And I, I give some people some time, but I need to see some sort of special. No, but I need to say, well, listen, I'll give Josh Allen all the time in the world. He's six foot five, 240 pounds and can run with a rocket arm. I'll give him all the time in the world to figure it out, baby. Tua, though, come on, man. So that's the difference on the patience thing. I got I got to see the special. I got to see the potential. I guess, but like I mean, I I feel like he's I mean, it's one game. Yeah. So it's hard to say like, "Oh, I really feel like he improved." Um, but I saw some things that I didn't quite see last season. He looked a little more poised in that pocket. Yeah, as the game went on and the Patriots were getting to him more and putting more pressure on him and mm-hmm. um giving him different looks, he he looked a little more like a young college quarterback. Um, but that's still what I expect from him. He didn't get a lot of playing time last year. He was switching out with Fitzmagic. So I, I still can, he, I almost still consider him a rookie quarterback. I think it's interesting to see down the stretch. Um, I heard a lot of usually people who are already critical of the Pats, pundits, trying to throw water on the hype of Mac Jones and be like, well, he played well, but... It was a bunch of dink and dunk and short stuff. They never went over the top. Like that's, been New, yeah, I was just, that's been New England's offense forever. Plus mixing the fact that like we still don't have great offensive weapons. No. At least not for trying to blow the cover off the defense. No. So I thought what made more sense is Mac Jones got the ball out when he needed to, quickly and accurately executed the offense the way he needed to. And by the way, they will ask more of him as the season goes on. There's the other thing. Everyone being like, well, you know, if they had just asked Mac to do this, he looked ready to do it. He looked ready to do that. Listen, you don't know until you're in the game with a guy like Mac Jones who hasn't played yet. He's a rookie. You don't know what he can handle and what he can't handle. So the last thing you want to do is game plan to throw everything on him. So I heard a lot of people being critical of that. Listen, if based on that game and the tape, they feel that they can already throw a lot more at him, they will do it next week against the Jets. But you can't go into the game like that expect you with a game like that you do have to manage it a little bit with a rookie quarterback and then he might have surprised them but just how well he looked but at that point the game plan is set and as we've mentioned there's no over-the-top threat in this offense anyway yeah I mean your fastest guy I think is Nelson Aguilar and he is his hands leave a lot to be desired so (laughs) I mean actually I mean Nelson Aguilar he got touchdown yesterday yeah he did Um, looked looked pretty good I think it was like five catches for I want to say like 70 yards. Oh, no, he was he was the most productive person in the, in the passing game. Five catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown. James White after that was six catches. So Yeah, we, James White's your guy out of the backfield. Yeah. And I, there, was a, there was a throw to James White by Mac Jones that had me like, ooh, man, Mackie. <laughs> Mac and cheese. Yeah, you, that looked good. It was just so – it had the perfect amount of touch. It landed right in his lap, full sprint. It was good. It was – so, like, things like that make me – we were not happy with the pick of Mac Jones. No, we were not. Um, but, like, I have kind of changed my tune a lot. Um, mm. And actually seeing that first game, um, not maybe not this season, but, like, maybe a few years down the road, maybe he'll be – Yeah. 
a franchise quarterback. Maybe. Dare I, dare I say. He might be. He might be. Anyway. the f- A Alabama success at QB. He could be. He could be. You know, actually... The, when I was looking into things, one of the one of the reasons um, I think Bill liked him and why this one might work is if you look at the system Bama ran uh, under Mac Jones and then with Tua, it was actually very different offensive systems. So Tua ran a very college RPO scheme, the run-pass option, which get Tua moving and really define the reads and get him away from the pocket sometimes, a lot of time. Uh, Mac Jones, they ran way more of a pro style where he actually had to go through progression and reads. Now, he still had the luxury of wide-open wide receivers all the time because it's Alabama. But that is a big part of this. Um, I'm not changing my tune on New England. Um, I still think they're going to win 11 games. I wasn't shocked that they lost week one, and even knowing that they might lose week one, I still had them winning 11 games. My, I'm not changing. Okay, I don't really want to change my tune on the Patriots. However, seeing some other teams might make me change some of my picks uh, for wins and losses yeah. down the line. Because I picked them to beat the Saints, but after watching... The Saints destroy. Don't, don't, don't. I might. You're looking into it too much, man. Well, too I, much. Too much. Week one overreaction. That's what this show is. I know, you're right. We're supposed to overreact. Yeah, Bill Belichick's never win another game. Jameis Winston all the way. MVP, Super Bowl. Tua going 17-0. <laughs> uh, maybe. All right. From possibly the franchise quarterback, the wifey material, you know what I'm saying? To the ex, Tom Brady. Bucks and Cowboys, baby, it's Thursday time. night, huge rating. It's time for your weekly Tommy update early. Yeah, yeah, this is the weekly Tommy update early on the show this time. Tom Brady and the Bucks. Dallas gave him everything that they could handle. But the Bucks, Tom Brady, showed why he is the GOAT, drove down the field for a game-winning field goal. Can I ask you something? Yes. How much did, well, how much did you watch that game? I watched the entire game. Okay, so when... I did not do my job at all at Tony C's. I sat there and watched the game. <laughs> well, uh, when Dallas took the lead in like the last however much time was left on the clock, did you think they were going... No, no, there was never a second in my mind that I thought no. Dallas was going to win that game. Same thing. I was like, well, Brady did it again. He didn't even do it yet. And I'm like, well, Brady did it again. Yeah. No, there was never a second in my mind no. uh, watching that that... I didn't think the Bucs were going to win that yeah. game. All right, here's the other thing, though. I can hear the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders already from here. And I said that on Thursday, too. Oh, my gosh, look at us. We nearly beat the Super Bowl champion. We're winning the division. Cowboys all the way. 12-win season at least. Blah, 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 blah. Dallas might be a little bit better than I thought. Don't say it. Say it to Dallas fans. But. You have got to slow your roll. You got four turnovers in that game. Four turnovers. And you still lost. So those, they were, those turnovers were handed to them. No, they really were. It's not, even, it's not even, that's the other thing. It's not even like you can say, oh man, they got massive pressure on Brady and forced the, no, they were all unforced errors. No. One was the Hail Mary, so that's ridiculous, whatever. One was then Fournette's the, fault. But then Leonard Fournette dropped one, then there was a fumble also, which he didn't even like get his helmet on it. Ronald Jones was carrying it stupidly, like really carrying it bad. And the other one was Chris Godwin fighting for extra yards near the goal line. Oh, that's the other one, yeah. The other one... Near the end of the game. The other one literally took points off the board right away. They were about to score a touchdown. Even if you didn't get in, like, that's three more points. And that that would then force Dallas to get a touchdown to win. Let's be honest here. To say that Tampa left 10 points on the board is being conservative. Hmm. Now, I know Dallas missed some field goals also, so I know Dallas fans will say that. Here's my other problem. 
He ran for 60 yards, 391 passing yards, and Dak was forced to throw the ball 58 times. Your defense still looked terrible. You gave up big play after big play. Um, Dallas beat the Bucks in yards, but that's because they had more possessions. Uh, Bucks beat them in um, yards per play. Um, so the Dallas defense is still terrible. Dallas won time of possession in that game also. And still, you won the turnover margin by plus three and time of possession. And you still lost the game. <laughs> so Dallas defense to me still looks terrible. Uh, Dak is going to have to do a lot. Now, I know they were missing Zach Martin, and this is the number one rush defense in the NFL. So you suspect that they'll be able to run the ball at least a little bit better than that. But Dallas is still going to be in shootouts all the time. This defense is still terrible. They just lost a lineman. He got suspended for PED use. Oh, I saw that, yeah. so It's going to get worse. So honestly to me, this actually has not changed my opinion on Dallas much at all. It changed my opinion a little bit on Dak. I had a lot of questions You're about right. what I expected from Dak after that offseason. And he looked really good. Mm. I don't think throwing almost 60, what was it, like 50 to 60 times it a game? 58 times. Yeah. Like, you're going to kill him. That's not sustainable. No. You're going to murder this man. That's a fair point. You know what? I will say that. Dak Prescott might have proved that night, though, at least that he might have been worth the money. Yeah. Out of all well, the things that Jerry Jones can regret, I don't think Dak Prescott's contract right now is one of them. Because you know I what? think it's Mike McCarthy. I think it's giving Ezekiel Elliott the money that he did and some of those other average players the money that he did. But, I'm going to make a bold statement here. But all right, go for it. I think at this point, I would absolutely consider him, maybe not an elite quarterback, but one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Wow. Because they, Dallas, almost won that game despite the defense, despite no run game. He, Dak Prescott willed that team almost to victory against Tom Brady and the former Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. So you know what? I have. I mean, I respected Dak Prescott, and I felt really bad for him. Oh yeah, I, I've had respect um, for him. But like, damn, he showed me something. He really did. No, I, I would agree with you there. I forgot to bring that up, but you're right. I, I was thinking that I did come away from that game at least with that one thing, which it did change my perspective on Dak Prescott 100. percent all right, guys, we are going to go to a quick break before we get into the craziness of the uh, of the NFL week one. What we what the craziest things to us personally were and what are our most vindicating moments of NFL week one before we preview the Browns and Chiefs, some week one takeaways, and then we'll finish up with the Darwin Award. So quick break, guys. Stay with us. Welcome back in, everyone. This is Slow Your Roll, Week 1, Overreaction Monday edition. 
to the start of the NFL season. What was a weird, crazy week one in the NFL? It always is, but it felt like it was crazier than usual, Jesse. And right now, we're going to go through very quickly what were our what-the-hell moments from yesterday and what were our most vindicating moments. So, Jesse, I'm going to start with you. Give me both. What was your what-the-hell moment yesterday? Uh, mine was 100% the Steelers beating the Bills because I picked, like I said, I picked Steelers to maybe be horrible, and I picked the Bills to be one of the possible Super Bowl contenders. And for the first half, I was had my head up high thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be awful for the Steelers. And the second half happened, and it went the complete other direction. But my vindication moment, uh, well, we already talked about, because that, that Patriots game, that Patriots-Dolphins uh, game, went pretty much exactly how we felt. Hmm. So that was my vindication moment. So, Jesse, are you having second thoughts about what you thought about the Steelers? And are they going to finish in last place in the division behind the Cincinnati Bengals? Bengals won, by the way. They, they did. Um, so uh, I'm, an, I'm not going to change my tune yet because you did make a good point when we were discussing the show yesterday how like you feel the Steelers are going to be maybe pretty good to start and really fall off with the aging Big Ben. Um, so, no, I'm not ready to change my tune yet. Yeah. yeah I, listen, I, I had, you know, we, the last time we did the show we did over-unders. Vegas has them as eight and a half. I had the under on that. But I still bet the Steelers uh, against the spread uh, yesterday with the Bills because I have no questions about that team to start the year, and I have no questions on their defense. They're really good. It's just about breaking down uh, near the end, and I don't think they have a ton of depth either. All right, Jesse. My what-the-hell moment, the the Mm what-the-f moment yesterday was the Eagles destroying the Atlanta Falcons 32-6. to Oh, my gosh, I did not see that coming. That was nuts. Um, if the Eagles had won that game, I actually wouldn't have been shocked because we know Atlanta's terrible and we know their defense is terrible. And at least the Eagles do have at least a few really good key players that are still like kind of good even though they're older. Um, their depth is an issue. Um, but wow, I, I did not expect that. Atlanta's uh, every bit uh, worse than I thought they were ever going to be. The offense wasn't even good. I still think the offense will get better uh, under Arthur Smith once they have a little more time. But that was terrible. Oh, my gosh. My vindicating moment, though, was the Arizona Cardinals beating up the Titans. Now, I didn't quite expect things going down like that. I'm not surprised at all that the Cardinals won, though. And I have found the Titans to be one of the most overrated teams going into this NFL season just because they got Julio Jones. Uh, Everyone wants to say they're amazing. Tennessee's defense was terrible last season. They did. uh, They're one of the worst teams in pressuring quarterbacks. And that hasn't gotten any better. Kyler Murray threw for a, you know, a party on that defense yesterday. He wasn't really pressured at all. And in today's offensive game in the NFL, uh, even average quarterbacks can dice up your defense if you have no ability to put pressure on them. So I think Tennessee's actually in a little bit of trouble. Luckily, they're in a bad division. But I don't care that the Colts lost yesterday. The Colts are a better team. So that was my vindicating moment. Jesse, do you have something to ask me? I do. About the Eagles. You <laughs> came into this offseason saying that you expect the Eagles to be maybe, at least one of, but maybe the worst team in the NFL. Yes. With uh, Jalen Hurts back there as a QB. Another player you thought would be kind of crap. Yeah, I did. How do you feel after this week one performance? 
Do you are you going to double down or you, you maybe have a change of heart? I not going to double down. I don't know if I'm going to go so far as change of heart, but I will say this. Maybe they're not going to be one of the worst teams, but I still think they're finishing last in the NFC East. Oh. I think the Falcons' defense is just worse than I thought. Oh, they are currently sitting in first. I know they are. Um, but yeah, I, I still think they're finishing last. Maybe they won't be one of the worst teams. Uh, the Giants kind of got dismantled by Denver, though I think highly of Denver more than most people do. Um, so I saw the Eagles finishing last, but I I, I look bad on this one. I, I will take the L on this for now. Uh, the Eagles are going to be a little bit better than I expected. Okay. All right. So that is it for the what the hell moments. That's just for us grilling each other about where we look stupid already. <laughs> um, we're going to do another preview. Uh, well, another another recap of a huge game. The Browns versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs did what the Chiefs always did, huh? Let's let's lay an egg for the first, you know, quarter and a half and have it not matter and come back and win anyway. Um, Browns played really well at the beginning, but it, it did not matter because the other side has Patrick Mahomes who ended up putting up 23 points in the second half to lead his Kansas City Chiefs over the Cleveland Browns, 33-29. to 29. Uh, Casey, I hate you. I really thought I was going to win that bet, but you couldn't cover the spread for me, which was 5.5. But Kansas City gets the win anyway. And, yeah, I mean, listen, Cleveland still looked really good to me. They're winning the division. I even feel more strongly about that after that game. Jesse, what were your thoughts after that game before I give more of my thoughts? I mean, this game really confused me because the first half was so Browns. The second half was so historical Browns. Um, oh, you mean that, like, like Browning all over the field? Yeah, that I have – that I – the takeaway from this game is so – I don't even know because you're right. Like the the Chiefs kind of did what they are just been doing the past few years. Like why do we have to play the first half? It doesn't matter. Uh, we'll just score a half load of points in the second half. Who cares? Um, but like the, I, the, the first half I was literally thinking, I was like, wow, are the chiefs going to be like, I still thought there would be a player team, obviously, but I was like, are the chiefs going to be maybe vulnerable? Something we talked about. Mm -hmm. Are they really going to be vulnerable? Is Patrick Mahomes, did we figure him out? Did the bucks show us all something that you can beat this team that we all can beat this team? No. No, they're still the Chiefs, and the Browns are still kind of the Browns. You know, they've gotten – they've clearly better. You know, they got people like Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked really good in that first half. He looked a little not so good in that second half, but whatever. That's because they needed um, him to do more and win the game. They couldn't yeah. do it. Um, but, like, I don't know. This seemed – the game seemed to be going so one way and yet went such a different way. It went – it looked like we were having maybe a change of guard here in the AFC a little bit, and then it went back to, no, the Browns are still kind of the Browns, and the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Mm. So my takeaways from this game are like, damn it, nothing changed. <laughs> yeah, here's my thing. The bar has been set in the AFC, and it's still the same as it's always been. Now, I have good news and bad news for all these AFC teams. It looks like personnel roster-wise, Cleveland is as good or maybe even better than Kansas City. There's some other teams... And the AFC that might be able to say when we line up, we feel that way too. But guess what? The difference is still Patrick Mahomes. And Cleveland did everything they could. We're better on this side of the ball. We're better on that side of the ball. We're better at this. We're better at that. But 
you don't have Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City does. And wow. So I, they looked vulnerable to me and at the same time didn't look vulnerable because the bar is still Patrick Mahomes and I don't see anybody there yet. And this is, uh, this is very meaningful to me because Josh Allen got his huge extension. Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson are on the clock. Baker looked really nice in the first half, as you mentioned, but guess what? When they needed him to step up big time, and listen, I'm not trying to sound unfair. This is at Arrowhead. It's, this is a tough ask. But when they needed him to step up big time and be the one to win the game, he couldn't do it. Three straight drives in the fourth quarter, punt, punt, interception at the end of the game. Patrick Mahomes, you know, I think his last three drives, not in, not including the one when they're just trying to kill clock and stuff. I think field goal, touchdown. So, yeah, the bar has been set. And Baker Mayfield, man, in less than 21 of 28, 321 yards, no touchdown passes, though, one pick. Um, and that pick was at the end of the game, a terrible decision. Uh, they were behind the eight ball, I understand that. It's a tough ask, but if you want to be paid like a top quarterback... I expect you to be able to deliver sometimes in situations like that. He had three drives that he could have done it on, and he failed on all three. Yo, look at the win probability for the game. It was what? All, It's all Browns the entire time until, like, the end. You know, that's hilarious to me, though, because I, at my job, was taking care of a large portion, uh, a large group of Browns fans. <laughs> uh, it was a party of, like, 20, and I was talking very to them nice the whole people. time. No, no, they were very nice. Uh especially since I started off the interaction telling them I told them I put money on Kansas City. <laughs> and they were laughing. Um, Cleveland went up 22-10, to 10 and they were gloating to me the whole time. And I told them, you better watch that. There was not... There was very few moments. I was, when, they were, when they were 22-10 at the first half, I did think, okay, Cleveland's probably going to win, but I'm not that sure. And I was so not sure that if you gave me a new betting line and we're like you can win x amount of dollars just betting on cleveland to win this game i probably would have still been like no no i'm not gonna take it um and then when they scored that touchdown in the third quarter when they came out and scored that touchdown in the third quarter i was like oh this game's over <laughs> it's 22 17 and i was like oh no 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 this game's over patrick Mahomes, the chiefs are gonna do it they're gonna win after they scored that touchdown do you know what was the only question in my mind Am I going to get lucky and Kansas City is going to cover my spread? <laughs> I was never a, as soon as they scored that first touchdown. It was not a question to me about whether they'd win. It would just be, oh, get me, get 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 me to six, win by six, get me this last win on this bet. They couldn't do that, but yeah, I had I had no doubts. That's how that's how crazy this has gotten. That you can be behind by double digits and we're all just like, so what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, watching that game. Like I, I there's all. I think we all were still just in the back of the head, no matter how bad things maybe seem to be getting for KC, because they couldn't just. They seemed to just not be able to stop the Browns in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all just like, well, "When is KC gonna actually show up? Like, when are they gonna make this game?" It's not about like, "Is KC gonna show up?" It's when were they gonna show up? When were they gonna take over this game? And it's like it. You needed to put enough space in between for when that push came, and they mm. didn't. I will say this. Um, they didn't look good. The Browns didn't look good in the second half, but there was a drive where after they Chiefs made it 20, 22-20, um, they put on a long drive that almost seemed to like – it gave them a nine-point lead at that point because they got um, a touchdown and then they kicked extra point to put them up by nine. 
But that drive was a exactly what you needed from Baker Mayfield right there. So I'll give Baker Mayfield that. When he needed to win the game, he couldn't do it. But when he had a chance to put the game away, he almost delivered. Because hmm. yeah. he, he had a long drive. He put him up more. But then, yeah, the defense gave up a one-play 75-yard drive, which then immediately made it a two-point game again. That's Kansas City in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, that's, that's also, I feel... Classic Browns in a nutshell. Yeah, that's that's true. If too. you could, you could have even given up that touchdown. But if it was a long drive and you had to fight, you made Casey fight to do it. Well, then that changes things. Mm. It's like, yeah, the game is close again, but you got ball. You just need to run clock. Yeah, I get what you mean. I, I will say this to me: that game showed me that that was the class of the AFC, though. I really believe that. Yes, they still are. No, 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 no. But I mean, the both teams. I think oh, those. I you think, think those, the Browns and Chiefs. No, I think those are the two best teams in the AFC. Really? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Because I expected it to be. I expected the Chiefs to win easier than that. Browns showed that. I think that they're better on a lot of positions and uh, and a lot of you know their personnel might be better than Kansas City's. Other than the offensive weapons, nobody has Kansas City's offensive weapons, and obviously the quarterback. But I think those are the two best teams in the AFC. So I'll give Cleveland that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Jesse. Yes. Week one overview now. We had our we had our what the hell moments. We've previewed a couple of games here and there. Overreaction. Monday. What are our takeaways after week one? Give me your biggest takeaways. My biggest takeaway? Well, give me a couple. Well, give me a couple of your biggest takeaways. Okay. Uh one of them is that Hey, your 49ers, uh, Kyle Shanahan's still the same old dude. Oh, come on. He sucks in the fourth quarter. No, 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 no. I'm not, no, no. <laughs> not I'm, my big takeaway. Get out of here. I'm not letting this pass. I'm not letting this pass. Get out of here. They were, dude, they scored like almost 40 points in one half. And then they stopped playing. So and what? And the game ended a lot closer than, yes, the game felt, but like, Hey, if that game was a little longer, maybe we would have a different conversation. Did they lose? No. Okay. But they made the Lions look pretty good. Did they blow their brains out in the first half the way a better team should? Uh, I guess. Exactly. Did Kyle get his team ready to play? Great game plan? Did he get them ready to finish? Nope. You're ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Next one. All right. Well, do you want to give one? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll give my other takeaway. Uh, are we just going to go back and forth on this then? We're going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now, Arthur, listen, it looks like the Titans offense misses Arthur Smith. So I'm not saying Arthur Smith's a bad coach. But, like, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I thought Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts, you still have Calvin Ridley there. I was like, you know what? Carolina's backup running back who was good last year when Christian McCaffrey went down. I was like. The offense should at least be good, and I still think it's going to be good. It just might take some time. God, I hope so. God, this defense is still terrible, though. And I don't see any hope on the horizon for them. They are worse than I thought. Uh, Would I have Carolina 7.5 the house at them at? I think they're going to win eight games now. I still wouldn't bet it, though, um, Mm -hmm. because I think they're going to beat Atlanta twice. Holy crap, that was terrible. So Atlanta worse than I thought. Next one from you, Jesse. Watch out for the Saints. They played a – I mean, you you know – the Packers played a horrible game. Let's let's put that out there. They made famous Jameis look elite 
I don't think he will be elite. I think he'll still have some of those boneheaded Jameis plays during this season. But hey, Saints are going to be better than I thought. He's got a coach to ring that in, though, though. Sure, and you be know, a little I, more. I think Sean Payton's a really good, a pretty, maybe not a, like a great coach, but one of the better coaches in this league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my personal problems with him. Um, I don't know if he has the best handle on. Uh, what's the word? He, he can create a, to- a little bit of a toxic environment too. He doesn't mm. seem to rein in his players the way many coaches should, mm. um, particularly like a Michael Thomas. Um, but hey, I think the Saints will be a pretty decent team this year. Actually, now yeah. I got no arguments there. My next one is uh, the Buffalo Bills. Man, listen, I, I as I said, I bet the Steelers. I'm not surprised by that. But the Buffalo Bills still have no running game, like at all. Singletary's bad. I mean, he's not bad, but he's not good. I, I mean, like, but it's everything. It's the blocking. It's the line. You can't keep asking Josh Allen to throw this much and run it himself. So the Bills still need a running game, and that's worrisome for them in an AFC East that's become better. I mean, I still think they're winning the division, but, like, I don't – I mean, I said the Browns and the Chiefs are the class of the AFC, partly because of what I saw from the Bills. You, you have no ability to run the football. You can't keep doing that to Josh Allen. That's too much. You can't even do that to Patrick, honestly. Even Mahomes, you can't keep asking him to be the only piece of the offense. Sure. Week in and week out. Now, he'll be able to do it some weeks, but there are some weeks he's not going to be able to do it. In the playoffs, man, that'll cost you. Yeah, but he, he does have a pretty good running back to stand Mahomes? next to. Yeah. No, I know. That's what I mean. Um, so By the way, when they didn't have a great running game, that's when they lost to the Pats in the playoffs. And they, uh, that's because they lost Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and you know what remember? And remember, they got that lead, but in the second half, you know what they couldn't do to run the clock? They couldn't run the ball. So New England had all the time in the world to come back. Mm. So, yeah, Bills Bills need a running game badly still. Okay. Next one. Uh, how many are we doing here? Well, three for each of us. Okay. I kind of – yeah, I figured. Uh, my takeaway, I'm going to change my opinion from last week. Sean McVay is a better coach than Matt Nagy. Oh, come on. That's my takeaway from Sunday Night Football. Listen, it wasn't even just because. I, I mean, I said this last night. If you lose with a any timeouts at all, you are a loser. You are an absolute loser. I don't care if you're getting blown out. Try. Put up some points. Get some offensive reps in there. That was awful. I hate Matt Nagy. I, I, you're just mad about the fantasy thing. I lost by like a quarter of a point. One play, bro. Yeah, you could have just thrown a Robert, Allen Robertson. Could have lost a yard. The reception would have done it for me. Listen, it didn't matter who was the quarterback. They weren't winning that game. That's why I said Andy. It's not da- the point. Andy Dalton can play Week One. Justin Fields should play next week. Let's go Bears. Duh, Bears. Let's go Nagy. Let's go. But yeah, I think all that bad acquisitions and draft and all that crap is coming to fruition, and I don't think it's a great roster. All right, what's your last one, Tom? Uh, my last one is the Tennessee Titans are in trouble. Because I'm telling you, man, in this league, you, you got to put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. They couldn't do it last year. That's why they got blown out on multiple occasions. Remember Aaron Rodgers in that standing alone game? Destroyed them. <coughs> and this is a playoff team. It's supposed to be a pretty good team. So they still have no semblance of a pass rush. That means they're not going to have a very good defense. And that means they are in a lot of trouble in that in the, in the AFC. Now, luckily, they're in a terrible division. But it's not. they don't match up very well with the Indianapolis Colts because of that. 
Uh, I thought the addition of Julio Jones was wildly overrated. Uh, I'm sure he'll be productive, but I don't think he's the star anymore that people think he is. And we all know they have to run the ball with Derrick Henry, but guess what? If you're getting gouged for passing uh, yards all day long, big touchdowns, you know what you can't do? Can't establish the running game. They couldn't do that. Uh, uh, they couldn't do that yesterday against the Arizona Cardinals. So their biggest weapon was basically nullified on the offensive side in Derrick Henry. Titans are in a lot of trouble right now, I believe. Let me give you a minute to respond to that if you have a response. Because um, you think they're winning the division. I, th- I mean, I did two days ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was um, not that I thought the Cardinals would be a bad team. We talked about no, how no, the no, NFC no. West no, not was at all. definitely the um, the hardest division to win right now. I think um, both West divisions kind of are in, in a way. Maybe, yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't I mean, I even if I thought the Cardinals would be pretty good, uh, I didn't think they were going to win that game. Mm. And yet, not only did they win, they won very convincingly. Oh, they blew them out. It wasn't a game. Yeah. Um, they scored. Did they score forty? No, I think it was thirty-eight, thirteen. Yeah. No, I know they scored. I think yeah, thirty-eight. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's only one game. Maybe don't overreact. Um, this if is you the can, overreaction special. If you can establish a run game, my problem with and that, you can use Derrick Henry, you'll be okay. But my problem is, is this was their problem last year too, was the pass rush. They they really were one of the worst pass rushes of all, not just playoff teams or winning record teams, all of the NFL. What is that sound? I think Do you hear that? Yeah, I think it's the chair. Oh, I don't know. It's something outside. No, there's something going on. All right, we got to be professional. Forget it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was their problem last year. I so that's the my mics thing. aren't picking it up. I gotta hope, <laughs> but like I, I mean, I always had problems with. I, I I was someone who actually liked Ryan Tannehill when he was younger, but at this point, like he's not a guy that's going to lead you. And if you're gonna, I mean, you're off. I think they have a, a similar problem to the Dolphins, at least offensively. Hmm. You, if you can't play a shoot 'em out game, if you can't match that, like you're gonna lose. Yeah, because you don't have a quarterback that can. No, no. All right. And that is that is our week one takeaways for Jesse. It's been fun. Hmm. It's time to wrap this one up, as always, with our Darwin Award, because we did our weekly Tommy update already. Yeah, we did it early in the show. So, Jesse, let's go. You're, you're taking the reins on this one, but we're okay. all putting the drum roll in. Drum roll, please. It is a throwback to the beginning of the show. Green Bay Packers. You did want to do the Patriots betting, but I, I, I wanted to veto because that game was so bad, so embarrassing from a team that, you know, would take think, a step back. Thinks they're Well, thinks they're going to the Super Bowl, though. Sure, but that was... Or in the window, at least. That was a... That's what we expected from the, uh, the, the Dolphins. The Lions. The Detroit Lions. That's what we expected from... The Jets. The, yeah, the Jets. The Packers were the worst team of everybody week one. I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody did. No. And that's why that's why I really I felt that we we needed to give them the Darwin Award this week. And maybe they'll earn another one when they if they really embarrass themselves this entire season. But like that week one was so bad. Yeah. I, I felt we had to. I really did. No, I and, and part of it goes to the fact that like the team you faced just had their Hall of Fame quarterback retire. <laughs> And they stomped you out week they, one. They do not have their number one wide receiver. Oh, I forgot about that too. No, no Michael Thomas either. 
Not only that, this they, just gets worse and worse. Well, they had to like change their team up hugely this off season because of the cap problems. And like so, you got beat up by them. Yeah. But like that, that's about all we really need to say. Yeah, that that, that really is. We've talked a, about the Packers. A we lot. did. So Darwin Award winner goes to the Green Bay Packers. That's going to do it for our Week One overreaction edition of Slow Your Roll, guys. Uh, we got some new things now. We got a logo now. And anybody who listens to us, you want to send us a message. Uh, Facebook's still the same, but also Instagram at Slow Your Roll. We'll be working on putting a uh, Facebook page up there. But for anyone listening, if you have suggestions, topics, questions that you want us to cover uh, in in uh, in an episode, uh, hit us up on that and follow us. Slow Your Roll on Instagram. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good rest of your week, and uh, I hope the next week of the NFL makes a little more sense.